Have you heard the birds sing, the trees breathe, and the rain fall? The stories we tell ourselves are what create our reality. Hi, I'm Julia, your host, and you're listening to Terra Stories, the podcast that will awaken your mind to new perspectives, to reconnect to yourself, to nature, and to become an actor of change in tomorrow's world. One of those songs that really feels it came through nature because I I was in this course and there was a lot of, yeah, I get quite stressed about like this project, like how are we going to make this happen, da, da, da. I was very much in my head. I was in nature, but I was still so much in my head, just going round and round and round. And I just sat by this river and I just felt so exhausted. And I looked up. Oh, and it was just gorgeous. There's just greenery and the buggies flying and the sun kind of shining through onto the river. And I was like, Diva, just listen, just listen. And the song came through me for a while, so I'll share it. <laughs> Diva's journey began in Lithuania, where rich cultural folklore wove a profound love for the performing arts into the very core of her being. During her exploration of diverse silence and encounters with pivotal figures, Diva posed, allowing the peaceful silence of nature to guide her. In that searing moment, she not only listened, but also embarked on a new path. Leaving everything behind, she followed the footsteps of permaculture and regenerative design, choosing to infuse these principles into both her life and her vocation as an ethical marketer. What were the pivotal milestones in Daiva's life? How did she learn to attune herself to nature's wisdom and draw inspiration from it? Join us as we dive into Daiva's story in response to Earth's call. But before, don't forget to activate the little bell on your favorite platform so you don't miss any new episodes and support Terra Stories by adding five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really helps. Now, let's go back to the show. Thank you so much, Daiva, to be on Terra Stories. I'm so happy to have you here. So if you want to introduce yourself with the elements you want, share a bit about who you are and what you like in life. <laughs> sure. Thank you, Julia, for such a beautiful introduction. And um, I'm Daiva. I'm ethical marketer and climate activist, climate communicator, currently working with impact-driven businesses. So I love going back to childhood, to the start of everything, because it tells so much about a person and what they're doing. So if you want to share about your childhood, your country of origin, the culture you grew up with, like... What was your childhood? How do you represent this connection you had with nature and yeah, your culture? Sure. So I'm Lithuanian. I was born and bred true Lithuanian. <laughs> There's no mix in my family. My partner loves that I'm like a true Viking. <laughs> you know? And I really feel 
very connected to my land, although I haven't lived in Lithuania for the last 12 years. But I do come back there at least three times um, a year and I try to also contribute with some climate work in Lithuania. Yeah, but my childhood was really... I was a blessed child. Beautiful family. I have a gorgeous, crazy, <laughs> talented sister. And uh, we, we were raised in the capital city in Vilnius, but we would spend all our summers just being by the beach and uh, going to the seaside and traveling and canoeing and just being in the woods and berry picking, you know, foraging and uh, being by the rivers and just swimming in wild waters. Um, so nature was always very close to me and uh, I would spend my summers and my grandparents' um, home. So yeah, really beautiful childhood. And I mean, historically, if, if I can shed a bit of context that I was born when Lithuania got independence, so quite a strong historic time because, you know, the Russian occupation and kind of that generational trauma of, of, for my parents' generation, especially my grandparents' generation, really, really difficult times, uh, occupation, deportations, war, poverty. So I was definitely born at the time when suddenly all the just the borders opened and I was this one of the you know the first child of this this free country and everyone st started trading and doing business and we're like oh we can sell sneakers like my family was trading everyone was just selling everything you know from cars to shoelaces to whatever so I was very blessed to be probably you know one of the first generations that was able to go abroad and study abroad and and that definitely um, I just changed my life completely so you had a, a childhood very linked and connected to nature and we can feel the connection you have also with the land and with your origins and with the story of, of your country. From this childhood you had, how this little girl grew up, what happened in your life, what took you to, to what you are now and your life. My mom would take me to theatre since I, since I was very little and it was one of those magical places where I just felt, wow. It's like this another reality and it just felt so magical. I It was the only place that I would find myself so focused. I just completely forget everything else and I can be just holding my sharp focus on what's happening on stage for like hours on end and just going through just emotions and ah, it was really beautiful. So I wanted to get into theatre school but I had zero self-confidence just zero but something pushed me to go into academy in Lithuania the auditions at the time was running like every four years because it's a very small country and it was you know there's huge auditions long story short I went to the second round uh, to the final round of auditions and I didn't get in and that was such a bummer I, I remember just cried for two weeks and I was like because I really going through that audition process I realized that that's what I want to do but because they were getting the course all, only every four years, I was like, well, I need to do something. So I got into advertising because <laughs> I was like, well, that's creative. And, you know, I'm smart. I always had good grades. And um, I got into advertising and actually, surprisingly, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, it was very creative. And uh, yeah, just, just the creativity and coming up with the ideas. And theatre is also very much... The same, I think I'm finding right now that it doesn't really matter what I do as long as it's creative and with people, like I'm, I'm happy in my happy place. 
And I feel like it's about creating stories and being in the story. In theater, it's just like from yourself, from your body, your voice, the story is happening. And I feel like advertising, it's a bit the same. You're creating stories. You're creating a story, exactly. Um, of course, it's very, you know, business-minded with a goal in the end. So I really enjoyed the studies, but I didn't feel the meaning, you know, I was always chasing and feeling that there is this bigger meaning of our existence and what is it? What is it? Why, why did I come here? Like, what is my purpose? And advertising was, although it was creative, I was like, well, I, I did this project and we spent like months creating labels for shampoo bottles and like pitches and branding and I loved the process but I was like in the end I was standing in this exhibition and just understand presenting this idea of this shampoo bottle <laughs> like there's thousands and millions of shampoo brands of, of, like I'm just contributing to consumerism and I just don't I don't want to be doing this so then I followed um, one of those competitions that where you can apply and go to study abroad So I got in, um, won this Erasmus project and went to Cyprus. And it was the kind of the first moment in my life where I left my very busy, villainous life and uh, went abroad. And for the first time, I was like, oh, I'm in this new space where I can create myself. You know, I can be whoever I want to be. And I don't need to carry those labels of who I was before this, like advertiser or, I don't know, singer, blah, 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 blah. So that was incredible experience. I met one of my best friends there and I connected with this super weird um, Iranian theater director that he taught me meditation. And this is, you know, I'm like 21, 22. Everyone's like, ooh, Erasmus party, you know, uh, <laughs> love, sex, rock and roll on the Binyakin parties. And I'm just like meditating in this room with this weird Iranian direct theater director <laughs> and just connecting to nature. Um, but it was such, I think I had like, one of the first kind of spiritual awakenings through meditation, through being on those cliffs and rocks. And he was like, well, if you're serious about being an actor, go to London. Like at the time, I was like, no way. Like, I was speaking English, but, you know, I was not confident and... And just the idea of going and trying to get in these like super prestige schools was just crazy. But something was stronger than me. And then I was like, okay, I'm leaving marketing. I'm going to come back home um, and I'm going to London to be an actress. <laughs> and I did that, you know, I came back home. I finished my degree, did my internship, refused some really great jobs now when I look back and moved to London, uh, started working as a waitress and applying for drama schools. I feel like, you know, it's crazy when you look back at your life and you're like, I had some teachers. It's like the hero journey, you know, and a fairy tale. It's not the fairy, <laughs> but it's this weird man in your Erasmus. And then so you go to London, big city, people are having their journey. What happened then? I was ready. I went into... Central School in Speech and Drama, <laughs> for those people who know London, is one of the, you know, is, you've got like Radha Lambda and then Royal School. It's a, it's a big deal. And, you know, 4,000 people apply per, per year and they take like 13 to 19. And I, I remember arriving at this school applying for this acting diploma course. Um, it was kind of this introductory course that anyone can join. But even that felt so stressful. And I just remember I came in front of this academy and I sat on the bench And I'm looking at this building 
And I'm just thinking to myself, what on earth are you doing? Just go home, carry on with your career. What are you doing? But I just remember this, like, it just forced. My body just, like, stood up and I went through the door. And then I met people and, and you know, the rest is history. Um, I started this course. Um, I finished it. Then one of the teachers encouraged me. She said, you know, May, are you really good? Why don't you pursue this, you know, go into, like, bachelor's or master's? So then I went on and did master's and applied for East 15. I got into East 15 acting school. Um, incredible, incredible life-changing school. Like while Royal School of Speech and Drama was very kind of prestige and it's really good to have on your CV and of course like really high quality, but like the soul and the community and the actual deep transformation for me as an actor happened in East 15 acting school. I feel like you're, you have a big intuition, like you're, it's not a simple voice in your head. It's really like your body is talking. Man, I, I wish sometimes it wasn't because I'm like, why? I keep changing, you know, the, doing these crazy things. And I feel like in your life, Earth called you. Maybe can you tell us more about this Earth calling and what are you doing now and how did it come? <laughs> Ah, I feel like there's like another big chapter before I jumped off like where I am now, but it definitely started with the land, the universe, whatever you want, I might call it, communicating to me. It actually came through trees. The drama school that I was in, it was very, very kind of hippie kind of school. You know, we would run barefoot and we would recite Shakespeare sonnets to the, to the tree leaves. You know, it was very much about connecting to nature it wasn't really that much about that but it was used as one of the tools and through that I started having this awakening of whoa the trees are talking to me and at first it was kind of the journey was very personal it was about the yeah just the healing and the family and everything and then it started being like there's bigger messages also at the same time I met another <laughs> crucial um person in my life uh, my dear friend laura character character god <laughs> she's such a twister she's gonna listen to this one day uh yeah and uh, we did a play about the astronauts actually going to space and looking back to the earth and it was very much um it brought the messages of oneness and that you don't see any borders and of course that was where i actually you know started reading about the climate crisis and I took up I was like what <laughs> what what I'm I'm living this happy you know theater running around you know I don't know life and I'm not gonna have that and no one's gonna have that and we're just gonna reach four degrees and burn but no one's talking about it and yeah, that was that was a really strong transition for me. Um, <laughs> Climate anxiety, being like, "Hey, <laughs> welcome." <laughs> Everything and anxiety for me it was just like this. I was like, "This doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Why on earth?" Okay, we know this is happening, but everyone walks and pretends that it's not. We're kind of sleeping. And I just wanted, you know, it's like in, uh, now uh, we also talked about it. What was the film? Look Up, right? Like, what are those characters? I just felt like I want Leonardo DiCaprio. I would just run on a platform in London yeah, and be like, wake the fuck up, people. Like, oh my God, do you know what's happening? You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that took me on the whole climate journey that I'm still very much on. Still, um, it had many forms and shapes. I was 
communicating about the climate crisis because we were trying to figure out with with my friend and you know she created this theater company we're like okay what what is the problem why people are not appreciating nature why why are we not protecting it why are we actually damaging everything and one of the kind of insights was that well because we are disconnected we're disconnected from ourselves deeply we disconnected from the planet and the people so through those experiences we were trying to get people connected and experiencing you know the magic of life and oneness and it was incredible incredible journey but then I again reached this other point where I was like oh but this is not enough I was itching I was like my artist side was satisfied but my kind of practical and like what are we actually doing what are the policies in place what what are people doing to solve this so I started shifting more into climate activism and then eventually I joined Extinction Rebellion in London, just dove straight in full time, sacrificing everything for two years. What I love in your journey, I think, is that also you, so you did this experience and now we're coming more into what you're doing now, but I feel like then you took what you were saying to people, I think, and took like this I want to reconnect people to nature to your life and started to listen to earth but for yourself also so how how did it happen talking about the climate issues in a, and you know being in this the biggest metropolis in London me and my partner we were like well we were talking about this connection to nature we're talking about the love for her and protecting her but we're actually completely disembodying our nature inside our bodies. We were burnt out, depressed. It was like the whole activist journey, you know, I can talk forever about it. There were so many incredible things that, you know, I, I learned, you know, from community building to nonviolent communication to blah, blah, blah. There's so many different skills I picked up along the way. But yes, it was not... Um, healthy and sustainable for us so and then COVID happened so we were like okay well how about we actually find the community and go and live in nature and try to change our lives and live a little bit differently so what was the step after this where did you go what was the first call from earth when she called you what she told you <laughs> well before that, she told me to quit acting, which was really hard. You know, she, she's like, look at the stories you're telling. I had this really deep, profound moment when I was preparing for the play and it was quite, you know, a strong, just dramatic, just drama for the sake of drama. And so she said, look, I need you to help me. Like, we are suffering. And I just hugged this ancient tree and just wept and wept for hours. Oh, she, you know, she's like, look, you, look at the stories you're telling. And, you know, why? And at the point I was like, actually, you're right. You know, what's the point of telling another Shakespeare story that we had a thousand times? So that was one of the messages that was really hard to hear because I loved it so much. And now I'm kind of coming back. I'm like, yes, you know, we can always choose what kind of stories we tell. And then in terms of uh, location, we didn't really know. Uh, we just, you know, bought this banger old car for 500 pounds and drove into the sunset you know kind of going to thinking that we're going to go to Portugal but then we got stuck um, along the way because of the corona and borders being shut so we can just kind of hiked around south of France and um and then <laughs> uh, we found this community calling in in Italia <laughs> 
So we went to Italy and we've been in Italy now for almost three years. To go back to this project, I know you're, you have this aim to create a community. It's a regenerative project. So if you want to tell us more about what is a regenerative project, a regenerative place, and what do you want to do? Sure. So the dream is to find land and to regenerate at least one hectare of land. Um, so we are looking for a degraded piece of land that, um, you know, probably went through years and years of really bad kind of monocultured um, agricultural practices regenerate. So through, you know, building water, swales and planting different trees. And we just, I just finished a regenerative design course and learning about permaculture. And my partner is coming from kind of natural farming. So yeah, exploring this area at the moment. And in terms of community, yes, that's one thing that we're definitely seeking. We want to find our people who share, you know, the same views and values and who want to also not to regenerate just the land, but also, you know, um, ourselves. I agree so much with you. And, and I, I think that's what you're, so you're working for yourself to connect more to nature, to create this community and to, to be rooted to this land. And also you're, with your work, ethical marketing, you're kind of changing a bit business, how we see business, how we see economy. What can you tell about this ethical marketing and this business that has to change and be more inspired by nature? And as you were saying, it cycles not being always stressed and in the fury of doing things. So, you know, coming back to regeneration, again, you know, we can talk about land regeneration, self-regeneration, and business is also a very big part of it. Um, we spend the majority of our days working, being, you know, sat in front of our computer, trying to, you know, make an impact. So the way we do it also needs to change, in my opinion. I think we really need to slow down. <laughs> I really want to insert the swear word in, in between those two words. <laughs> But I really, and this, you know, they say the messages you are communicating, that you are meant to hear them yourself. And I feel like, you know, when I share my messaging, it's very much like I need to learn them too, because I'm also going through the same anxieties, the same oh, you know, the, we need to use this marketing strategy to get more followers and da, 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 to get the business and I need the money to do this project. Uh, it is stressful and then it's what happens as we chase the results in, in business, we sometimes forget the, you know, ethical practices along the way and it doesn't happen necessarily by, um, you know, on, on purpose. Like we not intentionally do it. We just like, oh, just give me another, you know, I'm just going to hire another business coach and they're going to tell me what to do. And you just, because you're really chasing for this thing, you kind of forget like, well, but is this actually embodying my truth, how I want to be telling my story, like how I want to be coming across in my real authenticity. So that's why I am building this concept of rewild marketing, because I think marketing can be used for good. It's an incredible tool. It's not going anywhere. And especially us, change makers, really need to get good at it. Because what I'm seeing in my community is that beautiful, talented people in many different areas. And they're like, oh, I just hate it. I can't sell myself. I can't do this. Unfortunately, the reality is everyone else is doing it, <laughs> you know, and with not such good ideas or important ideas. Well, that is, you know, my perspective. Now, coming from permaculture and regenerative design course, I was curious to see how we can apply those principles to marketing or to business. 
and it's very it just makes sense, you know, like small scale, what's it called? It's like a scalability where you like test something on a, on a small project. And then you, if it's successful, like you amplify it. It's the same with like guilds and trees, you know, you, you plant your little things, see how the plants do, see if they're happy. And if it's going in the right direction, you're like, okay, now I can apply this on the bigger scale. It's same in business. And it's just one of the principles uh, that we can, you know, just learn, learn from nature so yeah, it's a it's an exploration at the moment. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel like Earth is also your your teacher. And how do you try to connect more with with Earth? And what advice could you share with our listeners for them to try to listen more and to be able to listen more to to Earth and reconnect with it? Well, the first step is to slow down. Whatever you're doing, just slow down, close the laptop, put the phone away, and walk. To me, it really helped going on big hikes. That was another big part of my life when I discovered kind of long-distance solo hiking. And it was, again, you know, I would receive messages just through walking. Um, but it doesn't have to be that extreme. You know, you don't necessarily need to plan a retreat or a trip, just go outside just walk and go to the park you know if you're in the city you just go to the park find a tree just sit next to it lay your back to the tree and relax your nervous system see what the first thing is for me at least the, uh, the way I like to work with myself is slowing down and just deleting the noise you know of course meditation is a very helpful tool but just quieting, 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 quieting the voices in the head, just to the point where like, oh, I'm actually opening my eyes now and I feel very different and I feel that I can actually hear what's happening around me. And allowing the space of, for contemplation. I don't know about you, but I go through my life like very active. Right, okay, now I'm going to do this task and then this project. Oh, but now, and now we do, oh, and now we're doing nature connection. Now we're going on a hike. And now we're doing this and now, and now, and, uh, and I don't really allow the spaces in between. And that's why I love slow traveling. That's another big topic, you know. It's um, where you just allow yourself, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time, but just sit down. I know you, you love singing and it's it's part of your life and it's part of so you didn't mention it but I think it's part of your connection to nature and how you can also connect to nature and to yourself what about it and do you want maybe to to sing us a song <laughs> <laughs> I yes sure I'm probably gonna share a song that I recently wrote that is one of those songs that really feels it came through nature because I I was in this course and there was a lot of, yeah, I get quite stressed about like this project, like how are we going to make this happen, da da da. I was very much in my head. I was in nature, but I was still so much in my head, just going round and round and round. And I just sat by this river and I just felt so exhausted. And I looked up. Oh, it was just gorgeous. There's just greenery and the buggies flying and the sun kind of shining through onto the river. And I was like, Diva, just listen. Just listen. And the song came through me for a while. So I'll share it. And... Listen. 
I'm so grateful. I I got emotional and I hope the listeners would listen to it in nature because I just I just felt like I wanted to go there and listen to it there. So I'm I'm so happy that we recorded it and people would be and I would be also able to listen to it in nature. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Julia. It was really healing for me too. Yeah, and and the song you're saying ancestors messengers we can end this podcast and it would be amazing to know what ancestor would you like to be i'd like to be and think i am carrying this ancestor from ancient lithuanian pagan witch um that is old and with long hair and she's herbalist and she's making her potions and healing everyone in the village uh, through herbs and plants and she's very connected and rooted and her feet like goes down 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 into the earth and she's actually really tough like you're kind of afraid of her a little bit because she tells you how it is you know 
She tells you straight away, she teaches you, she tells you the things you need to hear about your life. And it comes with love, but it can be like um, really hard to hear. So yeah, I, I would like to be that, carry that knowledge and wisdom for us to just to be better, better part of nature. You have so much wisdom and I feel so grateful to have shared this conversation with you. It was healing, really. Thank you so much. I don't know if you want to add something that you didn't say and want to share with our listeners. I don't know. I think it's um, I it, maybe the last thing what's coming through now is the connection. Just having this hour with you, Julia, and what you do with your podcast, connecting us in whatever form it has, you know, be it from, I don't know, singing songs by the fire or, or, or being on social media and connected on Instagram, you know, through our reels, <laughs> whatever form it is, it's healing, it's necessary. And the more we connect, the more, the more we open our hearts, then it, we just, it's, it's nice. And it feels good, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I think to, to tackle this big issue we we need all of our strengths and all our wisdom and as you were saying connecting to each other and sharing our messages with each other absolutely and, and that's what you did so thank you so much thank you <laughs> the podcast is coming to an end thank you so much for listening you can find Terra Stories on Instagram at terrastories.studio and on LinkedIn. If you liked the episode, talk about it around you, share it with your friends. That's the thing that would give the biggest boost to the podcast. And don't hesitate to write me about the topics or personalities you'd like me to invite or address. I wish you a beautiful day or evening.